everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Two Dabs Podcast. I am your co-host, Michael Booth, and with me as always is my other co-host, Mr. Michael Towie. How you doing, man? Good, man. How are you? Dude, and we're, we're fucking in person, we're man. We're here together. Can you believe it? <laughs> yeah. This is amazing. We've, we've only been talking about it since we started the goddamn podcast, so. <laughs> and then the last, what, probably, I would say, hour maybe getting all this stuff set up to do this. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping, you know, now that we've, like, figured this out, it'll be faster the next time we yeah. want to do it, but. Yeah. We, this wasn't too bad. No, and I like how it's set up. I feel like we're both pretty, like, comfortable right now. It's not like, there's not a whole, there's cords going, but it's not too crazy. It's not too crazy. <laughs> I would like it to be a little. I feel like I can feel it. <laughs> it's a little, it's a little uncomfortable for me. Yeah, but... if you, I don't know if you guys know, but, like, <laughs> Mikey hates cords. If you've ever been to his house, you don't see a single thing plugged in. It doesn't look like anything's plugged in, but it is. You, uh, could, you could extend that. I hate cords uh, pretty far. I'm just not a big. No, you see a wire anywhere, and you're like, yeah. "Yeah, you could never be an electrician. You would just." I'd be the best electrician. I'd probably take forever to get work guess, done, though. Yeah, it you makes know? sense. Yeah, that's yeah. For you sure. just you you should just you'd be the apprentice that does all the cable management. Oh, exactly. And I'd never <laughs> get all you do. Yeah, I just take forever, <laughs> and they can't afford to pay me any more money because I just. Well, dude, uh, before we get into it, and before we, we actually re-recorded today, we went to the dispensary, we got some Terps, and I think it's time to, I think it's time to taste them. It's time to, it's time them. to taste them. <laughs> time to taste the Terps. Time yeah. to taste the Terps. <laughs> um, so I have some, I think we What'd have What'd you this, get? So I got some uh, Blasphemy Rosin from Alien Labs. Oh, nice. I just grabbed uh, some of that last week. I got the Sugar Cone. Well, speak of the devil, I also have some sugar cone. Wow. But instead, it's from the Connected Beasel collab for some live resin. It looks pretty fucking good. No, it does, yeah. It looks really nice. It smells interesting. Does it smell like your sugar cone? I'm I'm interested to know. Yeah, actually. Here, let me smell. Yeah, here, smell that. Mm, Yeah, that's really nice. Oh, that's really nice too. Yeah, that stuff is. Wow, fun. hey, that's not. They're not messing around in no, there. No, that's some good stuff going on in there. <laughs> nice color too, and uh, yeah, the people at the dispensary were pretty cool. It was. I've never yeah, been there before. Loud. It's warming up. It's interesting. Yeah. Mine. This is way more citrusy than yours is. Like yours smells more like a sugar cone. Mine kind of smells like a sugar corn. Sugar I had more like of a, a of a pastry smell. I orange. Thought. Yeah, mine smells like a fucking. Orange tree. Maybe there was a pound of orange of, of orange tree <laughs> in the in the sock, dude. They're like, dude, we need. We're at fourteen out of fifteen in this sock. We just gotta. They're yeah. like, fuck it, dude. Just all we got there. is this orange tree. Like, oh, just fucking put it in there. Just yeah. run it, bro. No. It's like putting an orange peel in your like the OG way of uh, uh-huh. rehydrating mm-hmm. your bag. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The OG, the OG rehydration, dude. Yeah. Well, I'm heating up, dude. I don't know about you. Dude, though. do it. Heat yourself up. And it's also, actually... I don't, have you done a dab? I was just going to say... I don't think you've done a goddamn dab. I haven't on done you. a dab This on is a momentum pot, momentous podcast. It's actually... This is the first ever for actual two sake, dabs. Dude. Yeah, Mikey's been <laughs> grilling me for fucking God. six episodes. We go, let's start an ep- Let's start a podcast called Two Dabs. And then he goes, I'm going to go on a tea break <laughs> for fucking four months. And I'm like, okay. Uh, I also think it was to give the listeners somewhat of a break from the, the, the dual torches on the microphone. <laughs> give them a break. They've never had to deal with it. I guess. 
but that, that I was. So how could you say? I guess it wasn't a break. I was kind of. Uh, <laughs> I was protecting them. You could say. <laughs> but uh, no longer. No, it's you know. So apologize for the torch, by the way. I'm trying to oh, actually, we're in the works. We have uh, an idea coming in the works right now for something to. I don't know. Maybe some music to go along when when we do this because it's kind of. Uh, yeah, we're trying to figure out a way to make this. Because it's kind of, yeah, it drags a little bit. So you guys just don't have to listen to us fucking torch. Unless you're torching too. Yeah. And then, you know, torch up. But just at least we're not using the propane anymore. Oh, it would be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you remember our oh. poor friends when we'd all be like eight in a hotel room after a show? Just Or just at the house. Or just at the Somebody <laughs> would be watching TV. We'd all come out like, time to do a dab. And they just. Turn the TV off. They're like, all right. They're like, cool. We're going to be done watching now. Sick. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, See, you'll torch and then I'll torch. Ah, see, there you go. There you go. Just one long, continuous torch. One long, continuous torch. (laughs) And then I'll just keep it way over here, you know? Just way Way over towards my mic. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just just put this over here. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I'll just. Timing down. Okay. Yeah, I'm excited. First time doing a dab on the pod. Fucking, um, I cannot believe that shit. Got some good rosin to dab today. We also are really excited. We, uh, yeah, yeah. Tell should em. I mention it? Tell them, do it. Oh, yeah, man. bring it up. So you guys, we actually are going to have some new artwork rolling out. New thumbnail for the podcast. New thumbnail. Yeah. Should look a lot nicer. I'm sure you guys could, if you've looked at it, Um, I made it. Um, <laughs> yeah, the first one was Mikey. He's like, oh, I, let me let me just, dude, I got this. Let I'll take just... a stab at it, I said. <laughs> it looks like I made it in MS Paint. I might as well have. <laughs> it looks so bad. So we actually, what we did this time was we hired a professional yeah. to do it. We, Which, not... shout out to Fiverr.com. If anybody from Fiverr wants to lace us up that'd be great but just in general yeah. it's super awesome anybody anybody out there who does like freelance graphic design stuff or i found someone on there to do a cad design with like 3d modeling for getting something built um there you go and it's great and 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 i would use it if if i could if i was doing I think freelance it's time work for on me there. to go in do it wow there you go dude that looks great but yeah shout out to freaking fiverr Super helpful. Um, found someone on there who was really great, and they took care of what we needed in like two days. Um, and it was really affordable. Yeah. So we'll use that again for sure. My turn. <coughs> Dabs. This stuff's pretty good, dude. Ooh. All that stuff is very good. <laughs> no, left behind. Yeah. Woo! Delicious. Wow. I, yeah. Good job on that one, guys. Yeah, seriously. That sugar cone is heater. Yeah, we should probably um, we should shout out the uh, the guys that we're smoking on when we do our post. Oh, we do, yeah. Oh, 
For sure, yeah. That'd be smart. I think I posted some of it on the Instagram <coughs> today. I mean, the the sugar cone is a, a, a another one of these dessert genetics that's come down that's been really popular. The one I have is not you know has that. Do you know it's cross? I I was literally just thinking about that. I'd have to look it up to know. Um, mine has a really interesting. It kind of has that sweet pastry taste, but it also has a really nice sort of citrus pear almost to it as well, which yeah. I like. Um, and and this batch particularly just really really awesome yeah. micro crystallization, great color in there. What I'm able to see online here is that it's a hybrid cross between gelato number forty one and cookies and cream. Ah, that makes sense. Honestly, it smells just like that. Yeah. Now that I think yeah, about yeah, it, you it think smells about it, yeah. just like gelato <laughs> cookies and cream cross. That's actually isn't that funny? Kind of Once you hear a weed cross, you're like, ah, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Like, you just can't think of it, but. Yeah, they did a really good job of this. The, yeah, the colors on that's great. So good job, good job, Beazle. Good job, connected. Yeah, good job, Alien. I'm actually happy to see this though, because Beazle is honestly like, they've been a little weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, because they used to just slap, um, back in the good old days. True. Yeah, and they kind of they kind of they kind of took a break. They kind of fell off the they fell off the wagon a little bit, but they're back they're back on with some of this recent stuff I've been finding. I mean, it's just tough. It's 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 such a challenge with keeping your the supply chain consistent and True. finding that good flour and stuff like that and locking it down. Well, and then I'm sure there's you know there's like just so much competition these competition days too. Price, all that stuff affects it. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, <clears throat> yeah, dude. So new artwork, you guys. We're freaking excited. Yeah, should Fired be up. should be up on this episode. You're probably looking at it right now as you're uh-huh. listening. Yeah, so. actually. Uh, excited about that uh yeah and we should uh, probably get into the uh first topic of today uh which is ted cruz well we all know our good pal or senator, yeah. senator ted cruz senator ted <laughs> the zodiac killer uh, <laughs> um he kind of had some criticism of joe biden which i mean everybody uh, seems to be you're having on right one now. side or the other. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, depending on what you look at right now, Joe Biden's either having a really good week or, or the worst week ever in the history of the United States as a president. Yep. It just depends on the media that you choose to follow. Uh, and yeah, uh, he, so Joe Biden rejoined the Paris Climate Accord, uh-huh. uh, or, you know, the United States did, I guess, I should say. Uh, but Ted Cruz is kind of against it. And I think also, based on what he said, uh, it seems that he thinks that the Paris Climate Agreement is only going to benefit the people living in Paris. I think that he Wait, thinks it's that, not that, that way? I think he thinks like the entire world is like funding a climate agreement for the city of Paris, and that we're all like using the city of Paris as some as a sort of like trial run for like <laughs> a the climate same controlled city. <laughs> it was the same thing with the Treaty of Paris in World War II. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Only Paris is for yeah, like, yeah. everybody else. Everybody else. <laughs> everybody else that participated else in World fighting. War II. They're like, we can't fight in Paris, but <laughs> once you get out of town, dude, fucking let's go. <laughs> it's like it's like when you when you would get in a fight back in the day and you had to go to the end of the school zone yes. sign, you know, so that you wouldn't get <laughs> You would like that's what I remember. That's where the fights were for me. You had to go out of the school. You had to go grounds. out of the school zone, so you wouldn't get 
tripped up because you know there's always some overzealous fucking parent who is manning the crosswalk they're just yeah they're just keeping their eyes peeled they're just ready to stop fucking sergeant karen as if yeah as if a couple of 10 year olds were going to actually be able to do any significant damage to each other you know we weigh like 42 pounds That's that's what Ted Cruz thinks. He's like outside of Paris, dude. We're digging into the ground and we're looking for fucking oil, man. We're fighting. <laughs> like right outside the city lines. Anyway. There's gonna be a giant moat around Paris. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, fucking Ted Cruz. He also is like he was also just like another. If you I think if you look at his Twitter too, he's just been openly supporting the the back the or whatever you know the stop the. Stop the steal. Stop. Thank you. I've been trying to like back you're the. You're good. <laughs> stop the who. Back the steal. Back the. <laughs> I have no yeah. idea. Stop the count. Back the yeah, steal. Yeah, he's a psychopath. That's insane. But dude, Biden's in office, man. Biden's in office. The thing that you told me, which I thought was insane, is that it confirmed that there was a Diet Coke button in the Oval Office on the desk, and Biden had to have it removed. Yeah, that's something that I read. I, you I, think there's just a bunch of like gum stuck up next to it? Too, I don't know. You know? <laughs> I honestly, <laughs> like, I was, I was telling somebody else this. I was like, I, it, I knew like the diet coke button was there, but I wish that he didn't know it was the diet coke button. Like, I wish he thought started it was pressing like, it, or like I a panic thought, button. I, like, it'd be funny if Trump thought it was like a button to like, I don't know, like. Not for. I'm not gonna say it'd be funny if he thought it was like nukes because that's not like if he's no, just pressing it every five no, seconds. No, but button, the nuke button at least has a case. Over yeah, it, you know. But it'd be funny if it was something else. Like he presses that and like Fox News says his name or something. Like that would be a funny button. Like the reason would be different. But then a diet coke just appears also every time he presses it, so he gets excited. Like it. Like he just. <laughs> I like to think that he thought the button was something else, but he would just press it and diet coke would come. Dude. Which is crazy. I mean, it's. I just can't. I can't believe that that's a real thing. I can't. I, I'm also just thinking. What button, like, would you have installed? Um. I mean. Oh, a fucking a button, dab button. A button to get heated up. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yo. A button to get heated up. Dude. If I'm the yeah the first pre- if the first you're president, leaving for the day you're like it's you're, it's like five thirty you're like all right there's oval, no way you're there's oval no way time you're doing dabs in the Oval Office not there's a, no way. not there that's what I'm saying you press the button and you leave the Oval Office oh I see what you're you saying you go back to your room yeah and then your shit is cooling yeah. down when you get back <laughs> that would be fucking awesome there's just a guy who just sits next to a table with your torch and your rig set up and just waits for a light yeah. waits for a light to illuminate and then he just starts torching because he knows you're going to be there because it's a short walk probably mm-hmm. from the west wing to your house right? Probably, he's probably got like chilled slabs or just chilled like jars or something and like he Dude. just has nice terps what kind of yeah the president was terped out yeah <laughs> I can't believe I can't believe he had a diet cook button though. That's savage. I wonder what Biden replaces it with. Probably a life alert. He's wearing one of those already, dude. He's wearing one already. He already has one on. What yeah. am I talking about? Yeah, this is a rookie for real. He probably has some like super tech that's like an Apple Watch that just monitors. Yeah, his. no, hundred percent. He's wearing it all the time. They. Well, yeah. How come Life Alert hasn't come out with a watch integration yet? It's just have an app. 
They should really have an app there. Dude, yeah, you're, whoa. <laughs> you just kind of blew my mind. Yeah, I'll take 20% like, of that. And I don't think old people are really texting. They're not watching. That's the yeah, problem. They're, yeah, they're not watching. That makes more, that'll probably be a thing in the future, though. I want one. They probably have it in development, and they're waiting until. Do you think that might be the, like, the nexus of humans, like, observing our our ability to use technology is life alert they're like watching and waiting until we can use right technology now, enough Apple, to innovate <laughs> on the watches that you and i have you can if you let if you approve it it can set up ekg status mm-hmm. and it will after having enough history of your monitoring your heart it can basically will predict and alert you if you're having a heart attack well wow. So that is essentially what I'm talking like, exactly. It's but just evolving. It's just and, and it's gonna just evolve from there. There's um I can't remember. There's a company. Um, I remember reading an article a while ago, but there's a company that's trying to come out with a toilet that can do live stool analysis. Whoa! Because that's another like your poop is really Dude. great for monitoring what's going on in your health as well. It's that, like that'd be trippy, like. So you imagine your, your your watch is integrated, your freaking poop's getting scanned as it comes out of your butt. It can probably do the same thing with your pee. Yeah. And the next thing you know, you just need to get, they just need to integrate those little finger prick things that they do for diabetes with some sort of readout. And then, dude, we're home. You're home. Home uh, monitoring. Home monitoring, yeah. That'd be crazy. I'm yeah, here for sick. it, though. I'm here for it. <laughs> Dude, so how about the inauguration? I mean, they really, uh, they really packed up the the place with uh, soldiers. The Capitol. They really, <laughs> the guard, the National Guard came in. It was like a full like lockdown. You couldn't even get close to it. I saw. Um, which I mean, that's what they're gonna do if people storm it during like the you know the tallying of the votes or whatever. They're going to, the next time there's a big thing there, they're going to have extra security like that. That goes without saying, but. <clears throat> yeah, it's hard to just like segue. It's hard to just immediately transition. No, you're into- good. Uh, I thought it, I mean, I just thought that's, I was like, of course they're going to have security right after the storming of that. I thought like that's. How yeah, it's I saw be. a ton of pictures that I thought were just like crazy um, that were similar photos, perspectives. You know, it's like the, when you walk into the capital room and it's that massive circular room uh-huh. that has the huge oil paintings you know yeah um and the statues and stuff and you know there's a lot of photos that you saw coming from that same room when it was being stormed right yeah and then there's photos now where it's just completely desolate but instead not but it's just like very quiet and instead it's just the floors covered with national guard troops who are sleeping yeah you know crazy and it's just like one week <laughs> One week later, it's crazy too because the impeachment trial is going to go on, so he's still gonna, yeah, which is interesting. I was also reading that there's there's some gray area with that because I uh, I can't remember the specific. Yeah. I was reading it. There's some specific text that says like impeachment can only happen on an incumbent. I think. Uh, so I don't. I don't know. I just, yeah, I, I just think I actually think it's just silly that they're. <clears throat> it's like. It's like you beat them, you know? Yeah. 
I think they just want to. Well, if he gets impeached a second time, I think he loses a lot of. That's the thing. Yeah, things. it's there's actually a ton of, which is it's 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 insane, because I know that a lot of those similar things extend to like senators in Congress after you. Yeah. You know, congressmen and so, and women. Excuse me. So, it's just crazy to think about the amount of the tax money that is spent on just protecting these lifelong politicians mm-hmm. who in a lot of regards don't and really are it's like i know a lot of people who can't name their state representatives yeah <laughs> i can't name most of the state representatives no you know so it's it's like and these people are just just set up for life mm-hmm. with security and an awesome pension and what was the thing i saw he has like a million dollar travel budget a year Something like that. To yeah. just go and crazy. fucking play golf and get paid to go give commencement speeches at like racist universities and stuff like that. <laughs> like what the fuck? All on our dollar? Like that's yeah, so insane. And we can't get roads built because yeah. we're too busy paying for. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> now, also, I just want to. Uh, I. I mean, obviously, everybody knows that Bernie Sanders was at the inauguration. Like, I think that's the the key takeaway from the inauguration, besides Biden being president, is that Bernie was there. And then, the memes have just been. You might not have even known the inauguration happened if it wasn't for the meme. Excuse us. Oh, sorry, Nappy. Do you want to be on the podcast? Yeah. (laughs) He's like, hey, let me. Um, sorry, guys. Nappy is. (laughs) <laughs> would like to join in on the conversation. Oh, here. That's, that's funny. Um, yeah, I mean, it's big. You know, last episode we talked about the storming of the Capitol and what was to come. We were kind of unsure, but it seemed like everything went pretty smoothly uh, for the most part. And, uh, yeah, we'll have to see how things go now. It's very interesting to not have Trump as president anymore. Yeah. It's a weird feeling. Like it, it's like... I'm here for it. Yeah. I, I think it was... <clears throat> yeah, I think it's good. Uh, so I have, I have some other current event stuff to kind of go through. Uh, there's a, I saw this yesterday, but they're coming out with this face mask that you can basically test uh, um, your, like the particles in the mask to see if you've come in contact with COVID. Like if somebody's. I That's guess, really so. It's basically like a chemical in there that interacts with interacts with the what the cells itself I probably think so dude it's really and it turns a color i think it turns a certain color dude, that seems it's, they're developing it still it seems i don't know if I, I, like i guess uh it would be useful in certain job types i guess like probably uh you know I just feel like that thing was just ripe for false positives. Yeah, who knows how? Yeah, who knows how accurate know? it would be? They'd have to do a lot of testing with it, and it was—it's not like out right now, but there was something that you're trying to develop, is what I saw. Um, also, uh, I saw this article today that Arizona law enforcement agencies prohibit legal marijuana use for officers. Um, this is Maricopa really? County. Yeah, I mean, no surprise there. So they're not letting the... I don't uh, think California cops or Washington cops can smoke. Yeah, I, I don't, don't think, think you can do that. It's mm-hmm. just part of being on duty. It's part of being a cop. So yeah, can't do drugs. actually a lot of jobs you can't smoke. Uh, yeah, a lot of them in legal states. And so I thought this was 
I didn't know that they. I guess this is new though that they're, they're prohibiting it just now. So maybe it's because of legalization in Arizona. Yeah. Uh, yep. It's a new law moving in. Um, Alaska's all-time cold record turns 50. What does that mean? So it's been 50 years uh, since, since the lowest temperature, which is minus 80 degrees Fahrenheit. Whoa. Minus 80. Minus 80, bro. What? Bro. <laughs> minus 80, dude. That's fucking cold. What's the, what's the record? What's the coldest? That is the coldest. No, in the world. The lowest official temp on record in Alaska uh, in the world, I'm not sure what the. Lo- That's interesting. Yeah, I looked that up. What's the coldest in the world? Minus eighty is fucking cold, dude. Like I think I've experienced like single digits before, but nothing. Negative uh, 128 degrees Fahrenheit. Well. In Antarctica in 1983. Well. That's fucking cold. <laughs> Yo, you think about a hot, how hot a hundred degrees is, and then just reverse invert it. that. Yeah, like <laughs> how hot a hundred hundred is not bad. A hundred and ten is terrible. Mm-hmm. I've been in like a hundred and eighteen before, and it is stifling hot. I just you just can't be out in there. You just can't do it for a long time. Think about zero degrees. Just think about zero degrees. We've been there. But just like think about how that hurts. It hurts. <laughs> think it about fucking hurts. Think about minus hundred. <laughs> Your hands would just freeze off, bro. You, you just freeze off. You would just, you just. You can't pee. You can't even. Like we've done cryo, and you could barely handle that for a couple of minutes, and it was like negative. That's really cold, though. But like that's colder. even then, it, you you were starting to kind of like. No, you can't do that for more than you'll you, you just we started you'll turn into a I think I was in there for like maybe like a minute and a half. I started to be like, yeah, like give me out. <laughs> Dude, it's, freak, it's such I a weird started to freak out. For if if anyone who hasn't done cryo, I suggest you go try it because that's a really interesting experience. But it's like the strangest thing because you just feel you feel like your muscle starting to tense up like you're flexing it, mm-hmm. but you're not flexing it. You're not yeah. doing it at all. And then it's your whole body. <laughs> yeah. It freaks you out. It really like, freaks you out. Yeah. It it's really like your freaks body, you out. It's like your body's freaking out. So you just. Yeah. It's. Yeah. It's. Like when you, you got to. You start making a decision because you, you realize you're not. You're, you're, it's, it's like you're in a movie and you get turned into a brick of ice, you know, mm-hmm. and you're going to like fall over. You know, like yeah, that's, yeah. that's like really. That's like literally what your <laughs> the sensation is like. For sure, dude. Wow, I so negative believe. 80 is cold. Yeah, and that was 50 That's years cold. ago. That's crazy. Is that So that's probably the lowest... That's probably one of the lowest temperatures in the U.S. I think so. Because Alaska is the most, most northern. Yeah, the average... Wow, so it says continental U.S. It says 70 degrees below zero in Montana. Rogers Pass. The oldest, January 2nd, 1885, New Hampshire. Uh, 50 degrees below zero. So 80 degrees below zero has got to be the lowest in in all 50 states in the Union. 
That's really cold. That's so cold. Yeah, Fuck. man. That's ice. Oh, that's fucked. Yeah, I remember um, um, when I had to go back to Central the first winter I stayed there. And it was actually, I think, one of the coldest ones there. And it was negative 13. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And I smoked cigarettes at this point in time. <laughs> Dude, I'd never, like, I'd been in Western Washington. I'd never, it gets like 30 degrees. Yeah, it gets, yeah, maybe below 30. And maybe. I just never, I was, I was not prepared. I was not, I didn't have the right clothes. Mm -hmm. And I was out, and, I, and it just hurts you. It just hurts your yeah, bones. Yeah, it's like a, it's, it's like, such a it like weird... burns, mm -hmm. kind of, but it's a cold burn. It yeah. doesn't make sense. God sucks. So I'm uh, not here for that one. That's why we're in sunny California now. Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I also wanted to bring what this else you up. Got? BBC News uh, Science. You're going all over the place right now, dude. I am. You're uh, covering all our bases. What's up? Hit me. Hit me with it. <laughs> science. I feel like I'm just doing some sort of like rapid fire. Of you really news. are, dude. Rapid fire current events. It's kind of, I don't know. I, I just, I can't pick one. Like, I, you're pretty good about picking one and you kind of give like a good. I just pick stuff that I don't really have any more information on. I kind of just am like, all right, here's this thing that I saw. I like it. These are all interesting things. Yeah. Uh, BBC Science, elephants counted from space for conservation. I thought this was badass, dude. So counting elephants from space. Uh, the picture comes from Earth observation satellite orbiting 600 kilometers above the planet's surface. The breakthrough could allow for up to 500,000 square kilometers of elephant habitat to be surveyed on a single cloud-free day. So they're just basically observing the elephant population from space it's satellites. funny too because you, you, you guys can't see this but michael has a image pulled up for the article and it looks like the little yellow squares that pop up on your iphone you know when they like see someone's face like or like your cat or your yeah. dog yeah that's like literally what it looks like it's just elephant recognition it's just elephant recognition yeah do you think they have a program designed to just de i'm sure i mean I, they've it's got to be they've got to have this is pretty cool. There's a pretty big watering hole. Uh, you can see a lot of them gathering together. And it's so much easier and more cost-effective to do it like that than having to like send people out there in the middle of nowhere where, you, where they could just die from heat. Yeah, and they can also see their patterns and and like monitor like you know how they like where they go to get water and just kind of everything. Man, it's really cool. It's uh, I think it's pretty conservation is important. Yeah, elephants are awesome too. Using a satellite to. It's kind of frustrating. It's really, yeah, the, it's such a challenge because elephants themselves, people don't, people who like naturally live in these areas, they don't have a good way of like dealing with them. And they'll just, they're massive animals, mm -hmm. you know, they'll just come into your. Yeah. And we, I, like, I don't know how much. Like if you and I just like our life was based off of like our one acre field that we get to, we had, we had one year that we cropped. Oh, and yeah, our, it was like our whole thing, and elephants just kept coming and be fucked. You, you'd hate elephants. You'd yeah. be like, dude, I fucking hate you. Get you out know? of here. Yeah. And then you've got all these like white people who were like, you're a dick. And you're like, no, you you're don't like, understand. I need to eat. Yeah. And they're like, no, you're a dick. Yeah, you're a dick. <laughs> elephants should be able to eat your food too. Yeah. Share the food, you know? And you're like, uh. like these guys like, stop donating to the fucking elephants and yeah. donate to me. Yeah, for thirty for thirty two cents a day, you could feed my ass, not the fucking elephant. You fucking I'm piece kidding. of shit. Okay. <laughs> no, dude. 
yeah. know, protect the elephants. Save the ivory. Save my fucking food. It's actually so crazy. I was reading this article that they do for both rhinos and for elephants for because so much of the, the really the problem is around poaching for the ivory for the tusks, yeah. right? And they've what they've started doing now is they will pre-cut. So they the the conservationists will safely trim no way the tusks and the horns of the rhinos and the elephants because the problem is is they it's awful when they when they do it they cut way too low it's like trim it's like when you trim your nails or your it's it's protein yeah and there's a cuticle there's a part that's alive in like there like inside like yeah. kind of like your tooth and then, exactly and then there's there's a part that you can act, you know that's like that you can cuz they they would use it for protection right they use it for mm-hmm battling and doing crazy shit right yeah. so it's like they're they in in a natural state there is a world just like antlers and stuff where they would collide and it could fucking chip off, off or break yeah. and it's okay that's gonna grow back right yeah. over time not the whole thing from like where their nose starts mm-hmm. you know and that's what poachers do is they shave it off and then it gets infected and then they get an infection right in their face and, and it's you know yeah, yeah it's miserable and so what conservationists are doing is they're actually Recutting it at that like safe zone, so it makes it so it's way less valuable for for poachers. And so I was, yeah. So I was, and I was like, wow. I guess that's like what you have to do. You have to, yeah, you yeah. Have to cut it yourself. You have to literally, you know, which is wow, a bummer. But it's you know, it's another thing. Another thing that I, I follow um, a couple of different because I actually like rhinos a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and while we were in college together. Um, I was taking a couple anthropology classes and I had a teacher who was really passionate about black rhino conservation and they actually went extinct while we were in no way, school. Really? Yeah, it was a bummer. And she was like all about it. And I remember just, you know, I love animals and yeah. it was, and you know, it was just sad to see this thing happen. And now the white rhino is in a similar situation, but what they've Damn. been doing is running a massive effort to actually collect some of the last embryos and they're doing invert in, uh, they're they're, what's the, where they inject into the into the eggs. Is it um, called in vitro inseminate? In, in, yeah, artificial. Well, they're they're artificially inseminating the eggs, but it's in vitro insemination. I'm saying in that utero? word wrong. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm. You're poor. good. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> no but they're you know they're like they have like some of the last few breeding pairs of these white oh, rhinos, wow. and they're they're harvesting. Both the eggs from going. one and the semen from the other, and they're going to like physically recreate, like f- actually make the babies Whoa. themselves. And just train. yeah, it's so funny. It's like I'm like butchering this so hard right no, now, but it's all good. <laughs> but it's like, I feel like I it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's nuts because I like they'll they'll post tons of pictures and it's these teams of people and they're like in the bush of Africa and they're they're using um, ultrasound technology on a fucking rhino that's passed out, you know, and this dude has to like Whoa. get in there, you know, and, and collect it. Yeah. And collect it. And so he's just like, Damn, <laughs> you know, the rhino's just that like, is Ow. such a gnarly thing to watch when any, any animal, when a dude puts on one of those, dude, arm, I've had to do things. it with a cow. I've, I've been, no elbow way deep. you've been, I've el- been elbow deep in a fucking cow before a hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> like in the butthole or like, no, no, into, into her, um, uh, uh vagina. Damn. Yeah, getting a baby out. The yeah, yeah. Wow. It was actually really sad. It was a. Uh, um, I don't, they probably don't need to get into it. But anyway, yeah. It was, I've had to do that, and it was really rough. That's not not something I'm interested in yeah, doing it's, over it's, and over again. It yeah. Makes me like. Ugh. But anyway, conservation for rhinos important, dude. Yeah, conservation in general important. I feel like 
should we? Do you want to jump into mine? Yeah. Well, so the um, I wanted to talk about. It's just kind of. It's always. I love things like this, but specifically uh, this guy Alexei Navalny. Mm-hmm. You might have heard of. You've seen some stuff. He was poisoned. Poisoned. Well, okay. Before we get hacked. <laughs> by Russian bot farms. <laughs> he was allegedly poisoned by the Kremlin. You and are saying he was poisoned. <laughs> <laughs> what do you know about poison? <laughs> what do you know about Novichok? Yeah. <laughs> I don't hear Who anything about poison. <laughs> Who are you? Comrade questions? <laughs> So, so, but okay. So, Alexei Navalny, <laughs> he's he's the leader of the Russian opposition group, and specifically, the whole focus of this group is anti-corruption because okay. Russia is notor- allegedly notoriously corrupt. Vladimir Putin runs democratic elections, but somehow has won every one of them. The last like four or six times, people love him, dude. He, well. <laughs> I'm just fucking kidding. (laughs) 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 Fucking people love him, dude. Fucking people love him, dude. Everybody in Russia is like, Putin is my favorite. (laughs) You don't don't live there, bro. You don't fucking live there, dude. (laughs) Anyway. He make Russia great. So it's insane. So he, you know, obviously leading the opposing political party, he and he runs a massive YouTube channel and has a huge Twitter following. Okay. Um, and you know, a lot of people want to see him Die? replace. <laughs> All right, dude, you're gonna have to stop. <laughs> well, I guess no. A lot of people, a lot of, going. <laughs> a lot of people want to see him die. A lot of people also want to see him be president as well. Okay. Um, and so it's crazy. He was poisoned when he was in. Um, let me double check here. I have the timeline pulled up. Make sure I don't get anything wrong. He he, uh, he was staying in Omsk in Siberia, and was poisoned there, and then was airlifted to Germany, where he's been in recovery for the last four months. German officials. Four months. Four months. Wow. He was poisoned with. Like it was, they, the German officials tested it and confirmed that it was Novichok, which is a classic nerve agent used by Soviet era secret agents, essentially. And KGB. And KGB. Yeah. Like big, like fuck, bro. All over the place, right? And so he recovered for, after four months. And then this dude, his, with his huge, massive donger (laughs) flapping around past his knees. Dragon on the goddamn ground <laughs> flew back to Russia <laughs> where he was immediately arrested getting off the airplane. Immediately arrested. Why? And Because he was back in Russia, wanted for uh. Russian crimes. And now there's like literally riots. And there's a bunch of politicians in the U.S., people in the EU are calling for him to, calling for the Russian government to release him. And the Russian government's basically saying that this guy's a criminal and they have a Russian toxicologist who said his health was deteriorated because of dieting, stress, and fatigue and insisted that there was no poison found in his bodies. I guess the German officials just made it up at their Dude. hospital. 
So, and this is a problem, dude. This is they, they Russia is just. They, that guy looks like he's in a video game. Which like, one? The guy on the Alexi? left. Alexi? Yeah, that's... that's <laughs> dude yeah. does not look real. Dude, bro. he might be... He looks like, yeah, looks like a video game character. He's AI, him. for sure. <laughs> well, he's CGI, just like Joe Biden. He, that looks like the when you play Mass Effect, that's the guy. <laughs> so... Like, so it's it's really interesting. This is this is like it's going to be really crazy to see how this rolls out. There's literally there's people who are just like blocking the streets in Moscow because that's where he's being held right now. This is crazy, man. And and this is this happens at least once a year. There's been multiple journalists who've just been poisoned randomly who die in just strange European cities because they can't stay in Russia anymore because they'll just get bagged. Guys just get bagged off the street there. Whoa. You just can yeah, you just can't he just he run he runs the trap. Vladimir Putin runs the trap over there and Trump was like boys. Gang, gang. Yeah. yeah. Boys with this guy. He's like, I don't see issue with Who him. like actively has committed genocide and fucking murder and mm-hmm. is just a psychopath. It's so crazy. So you know, let's let's give let's pour one out to Alexei yeah. and his huge slonger. For going right back to Russia, <clears throat> right <throat> after, yeah. <laughs> so am, hopefully, he comes I am out back. There. <laughs> <laughs> I have returned. <laughs> Hello. Hello. I have <laughs> returned. <laughs> I am no longer poisoned. <laughs> I have made full recovery. Yeah. I am stronger than before. <laughs> It's not funny, dude. It's not. I don't know why. We're terrible. Should we get into the, the, should we round up the episode today? Should we get into our our cannabis topic? Oh. Which, by the way. Yeah, speaking of, fuck. Big deal. I totally fucked that up. We are doing the first of many uh, mini-series where we're going to talk about uh, cannabis subjects revolving around cannabis at length. Uh, which is why that we don't think we'll be able to cover it in a single episode. So we want to break it up uh, over you know a few episodes um, and really get into some details and really kind of cover um, you know a certain like you know it may be uh, like you know flower genetics or cannabinoid profile or you know like today's subject today like what are we what's today's what are we getting into today we're going to be getting into extract types okay. and specifically all the different solvent extract types so today we're going solvent extracts which uh for a lot of you guys out there that's going to be your your live resins your shatters mm-hmm. waxes batters crumbles yeah crumbles mm-hmm. distillates ethanols your co2 extracted all of your cartridges yeah, yeah. well you can also make cartridges with solvents but mm-hmm. predominantly cartridges you buy are solvent extracts a lot of people actually might be saying hey mikey what the fuck is a solvent i'm really happy you asked (laughs) really happy Uh, it actually is interesting but in in chemistry a solvent is basically anything that can come and break apart chemical chains Mm -hmm. right so you don't have to be like some sort of crazy chemical like acetone or butane to be a solvent. Water is actually a solvent. And that's the reason why when you are just 
even cleaning something very simply, it's way easier to clean something up after you wet your towel than just trying to use a dry towel. Mm-hmm. It's because it acts as a, as a solvent layer to be able to come through and break apart some of those compounds. If you're trying to like scrub a dish. Exactly. If you're trying to scrub it without water, it wouldn't, it would just get everywhere. And water gets empowered when you add things like dish soap, which. <clears throat> so I want to go off of what you were saying just a little bit back up, just a little bit what you're uh-huh. saying where you're uh-huh. talking about stripping, breaking something apart. Yep. Uh, yep. That is like all the solvents you described before, like butane, propane, ethanol, all this stuff. That's what it's doing to the plant, right? Yeah. It's taking that thing that gets us high and the trichome and the, you know, the THC and everything is stripping it off yes. of the plant. And then, you know, that's what, ex- that's what extracts are, or just basically concentrated THC. Yeah. So the, what you, what you, what your, the goal here is, is that there's, there's all, there's a quite a few things happening. Um, and the chemistry itself is based around a few different pieces, but largely around polarity and what you're trying to actually separate from. Um, a lot of the compounds with between cannabinoids and terpenes that you want are actually in a similar state that is held within the raw material of the plant. And that's what you're trying to do is separate your trichome, which is your a combination of different cannabinoid as well as terpene, but also the purified terpenes that exist on their own. Um, and then the, the actual compounds that are held within the plant, not just the stuff that's on the outside that you can visually see. Um, and there's, uh, there's a lot of different quality types that you can get through extracts, um, especially with solventless. And it's, uh, it's tons of it comes down to operator types, machine types, the, 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 the different types of combinations of the gases that you might use. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then a, a lot of it too, is the, the temperatures that you're I was able just to extract say, like, Temperature. And then like also time, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you can get a lot of those consist those different consistencies that we described, like the sauce, the shatter, the crumble, the butter, the batter, all that stuff. Uh, it comes from, <clears throat> it comes from the you know, different, different temperatures. And then also, like how long you uh, basically are processing the material, right? Yep. Uh, like if you want to take, you know, your, you want to take your butane uh, extract and let it just keep, uh, you know, seal it. Like that's how you get like the, you know, the diamonds and that separation um, is from just, you know, letting it basically cure longer and longer and longer. Uh, as if you, you know, if you didn't do that and you just had it and you, uh, you know, try to get like shattered or try to get like crumble or something. It's a, it's a different process for each one of those, but it all revolves around those, those, those things you're describing. Yep. Yeah. And you know, it's really comes down to utilizing those solvents to like you, you mentioned a second ago in it's, it's, it's not just separation. Um, and that, and that dissolving, but you're, you're really trying to, to, to pull everything away from that plant and keep it into a consistent mix that you can then purge away mm-hmm. the actual solvent that you use. And I think that's a critical thing um, that, that really kind of envelops the history of 
the process itself. I mean, Shatter came out not too long ago and guys started making it as just something to do with all the trim from the weed that they had up in the hills and stuff. And they didn't know what to do with it. And they, they had some, you know, basic chemistry knowledge on hand. Shatter was a process that was made very crudely, very simply. And they, um, you know, they, they were doing it in, closed settings without proper chemistry knowledge they're using poor materials construction materials things like pvc and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and then they're using low quality bho and 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 they really put a mark on extracts because guys were doing it in improper settings and they were literally blowing themselves off the side of the mountain because butane itself is heavier than air and it will literally pool on the floor around your feet without you being able to smell it and then, of course, you know, a guy would be like, hey, let's bark a blunt or something like that, you yeah. know? And the next thing you know, you'd, you'd literally just... ignites and... It, exactly. Yeah, you just blow up in a chemical explosion. <clears throat> uh, so, you know, the, it's highly, highly regulated. But now that it's been... Now that it's had a few years through that regulation and you've had a lot of these operators take time to go and go back and learn a lot of the chemistry around uh, uh, chemical separation... And, and really starting to break out into what a lot of people like to call kind of the art of it, which is being able to understand the input material and the raw material, know exactly what that can be turned into, because that's a big issue in misunderstanding too, is you can't just take any weed and turn it into any sub extract type. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to talk, um, let's, let's kind of go over the, let's, let's name all of the extract types and it within solvent. And I'm going to list them. This is basically from quality type from worst to best here. Okay. okay. So you start out with your crudes. Crudes can be made with solvent or they can be made with traditional solvents like BHO or propane. Um, they can also be made with uh, things like ethanol or also CO2. Um, and crudes are generally very, very dark. They, uh, if they have a winterization capacity, which winterization is, is we talk about that, that temperature control. Yeah. Um, it, winterization is, is essentially using some form of super chilling to, to within process separate the hard lipids and the fats that come out from the plant itself in the initial extraction. Oftentimes true crude sometimes isn't even winterized and it can look like dark black and stuff. You yeah, see a lot of this say. in the CBD market <clears throat> has a really crazy, awful smell. Or the material they use to like, exactly. run through short path to get like they, yes. those, like oftentimes that'll be processed even further after, you know, to make distillate and stuff. Ex- and you're exactly right. So, so to, you don't have to use crude to get into distillate, but uh, traditionally distillate was made from first step being crude Mm -hmm. and then they would do exactly what you're talking about a short path uh uh, a film separation distillation um and it would be in like a rotovap situation yeah and they would and 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 just so you you can look up these what we're talking about but these are different sort of machines that they use Uh, you would actually take this crude and you put it into a rotovap a rotovap is um is a machine that can hold a beaker of liquid and it spins it in a bath of water and and this is a much more temperature controlled method than using heat 
or sorry, than using like a flame or something like that, or even necessarily induction because you can minutely control when the, the heat, temperature of the water. Distribution of heat too. Exactly. It so much. Yes, and so you can control the spin of the beaker inside of the water, and you can control that water to be, you know, within tenths of a degree, basically. Mm-hmm. And they run, uh, uh, you know, they run electrical coiling through the water to keep that that temperature super yeah. consistent. And so what you do is, when so you you bring up that crude, and 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 THC, THCA, delta nine, uh, most of the terpenes, they have different temperature ranges in which they start off gassing and turning into vapor right mm-hmm. so they go from that liquid form into vapor from that crude vat that's being slowly heated up right and then it's cooled as a vapor in the distillation yep. chamber <clears throat> and if you know what you're doing you can do fractional distillation which is you can physically control sub control the temperature so well you can catch certain terpenes mm-hmm. and even separate out certain cannabinoids cannabinoids, exactly and which is so cool which is really cool yeah (laughs) which is really cool and and again like i'm not um i know a lot of this stuff but i'm I'm certainly not an expert in any way and i'm sure if you know there might be people who are experts listening to this and i apologize because i'm probably just i know i'm just scratching the surface on this but just in general these are the steps for that this is what crude and then we'd move it into distillate and and then distillate is a purified format it's it's mm-hmm. you know um, it's flavorless. It looks yeah, it's like a, just a the, gold. It's just that singular. It's just that delta nine. Like yep. it's just viscous. Mm-hmm. It looks like a syrup essentially. And and uh, in the early days of of cartridges, that is that's almost entirely what you used. Where it was was a hundred ninety nine percent distillate, and then they would cut it down with some terpene. With terpene and usually some sort of like mixing agent like glycol or. Coconut Which that's what led stuff. to, uh, you know, I don't know if you you probably remember of course. Uh, the vitamin E. Vapegate. Yeah. Vapegate 2019, that, yeah, baby. Yeah. Was. And even before that, it's been awful because you have evolutions, right? And and that's a big challenge too. And this is the reason why I like extracts now in a legal market way more than I did back in the day in the illegal market is because you have fucking testing. Yes. You have compliant testing for things like heavy metals. Um, which is which is probably the biggest safety factor in something like a solvent extract because when you're super pressurizing solvents to use in an extract extraction method, you can extract all sorts of things you're not wanting to extract. Yeah, and also you know the, depending on the grow method and what was used or what could be in your material, you're concentrating that too, yep. and so making sure to you know not only. Uh, you know, I'm a lot of people do R and D testing on the, the cannabis material before they put it in an extract, you know, just to be sure safe. But yep. I've seen, you know, myself, uh, certain times where the extract, like the, the, the trim or something may pass the R and D, but then the actual oil itself, once it got processed, didn't because there, uh, you know, was some, um, <clears throat> there was something in, in the flower and it just got concentrated exactly. know, higher into the oil. Yep. And, uh, you know, that's also, uh, you know, solvent is also a path that people will go to try and remediate certain, mm-hmm. uh, if like flower fails testing, uh, compliance testing as a batch and it can't be, you know, remediated through like mold remediation or yep. uh, moisture. If it's something like a, a pesticide or a heavy metal, like you described, like solvent is the way to go to, um, you know, try to extract and hopefully uh there's methods you can also do to get rid of that stuff as well exactly yeah so it's it's a huge uh a huge thing for the industry you know to be able to not only 
like it's basically just a product is reaching the end line that's not being thrown away you still have a way to uh, uh turn it into something process it and still make money on it and that's like uh what i you know think about like what's cool about extraction as well i agree yeah and, and now you have things like phase three testing where you can go out and buy these products and know that they were purged mm-hmm. entirely of the intense chemicals that were used to create them um, and, it, and and in my opinion, it's 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 one of the cleanest products you can get out there. The challenge is is that through that extraction process, especially when you think about something like fractional distillation, you're also pulling away all of the other stuff that gives you that full body experience, that entourage effect, that's true, yeah. right? That that true cannabinoid effect, and and that's a that's why I think there's a lot of desituation and difference, and why a lot of people in the in the consumer marketplace really swear by solventless, which we're going to do next, mm-hmm. um, episode, but, but so in solvent now, so we kind of talked about distillates and then, you know, the other highly concentrated forms in distillate or after distillate too would be crystallines, yeah. which are your purified powdered formats. Um, CBD, tons of CBD crystalline, tons of THCA crystalline, tons of, um, uh, CBN crystalline being made out there too. And that's how you, that's a lot of what you see being used to make edibles, these days um and like infused it's a clean it's a cleaner format and what people i don't think a lot of people understand is that when you concentrate it into a singular cannabinoid like that and then it's powderized it does not smell like weed anymore Mm -hmm. it does not look like any sort of oil or weed that you'd buy at the store it looks like a baking ingredient yeah isolate a lot of people i I, i've known like shown isolate to like oh that's crap yeah it's fucking cocaine no that's cannabis and they're like what? Yep. Like yeah. they, they don't believe you. Yeah. It doesn't smell like wheat. You no. Know? It smells it, it, it has smells an interesting weird. smell. It yeah. almost kind of smells like, like a baking ingredient. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really it's like you it's could really unique. easily confuse it if you had a mislabeled container in your pantry that was just happened to be a bunch of THC totally. to have at your house. Totally. Yeah, you get in a lot of trouble yeah. and mix it up for the MSG. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's and so it's and that is where the that whole field, the crudes, the distillates, the crystallines, that is where that whole market and whole subsection of solvent extracts will is literally it's going to be an ingredient. Mm-hmm. In 20 years, when this is at a national level, you will be able to just buy. There's just going to be industry. You're going to be able to get. At, I mean, <laughs> maybe not at Winco. That's going to be like 50 years from now, but you'll be able to just go buy. That would be insane. CBD, crystalline THC. You can go as a as a ingredient. It'll literally be an ingredient type, because that's that's what the it looks instructions like. Instructions on how to dose out. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. That's. You awesome. might not be able to get a pound bag like flour because that'll be excessive. No, it'll be next to like what's that brand? Uh, McCormick's. The pepper, <laughs> the pepper and salt. You know, all the maybe the CBD will, but the, the THC seasonings. will always be behind a lock cabinet. That's for sure. That's true. Yeah, but it will be in like a you know it'll be in like a powder shaker. It'll be like for five milligrams of infusion, shake four times. Interesting. You yeah. know who knows, right? But that's the that's what it turns <laughs> just into. Videos online of guys cooking. They're just like. Trina and I watched that uh, the cannabis cooking show. It's such a joke. They'll like. They'll be like, oh, that this is infused with 10 milligrams of CBD. I'm like, what? <laughs> you just like, you made a normal food dish and then like put some CBD coconut oil on it. And you're like, 
Infusion. Wow. Infusion. <laughs> like, fuck you. Infusion. <laughs> this should have 100 milligrams in it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, oh, okay. So, so, so that kind of covers like the, the basics. And then, you know, we talked about earlier kind of the history and really a lot of this all stems from like, what were we going to do with all this trim? Well, eventually they got honed their techniques down and then people started making quality manufacturing level, industrial level equipment for this stuff. It wasn't Mm -hmm. just dudes using glass tubes or steel tubes in their garage anymore. They figured out how to make closed loop systems. They figured out how to make jacketed chillers talking about that winterization thing. The colder you can do these extracts, the basically the better your product Mm -hmm. will come out. Right. And so dude started experimenting like, okay, what if we took whole nug instead of trim? And that's when you started getting some of the really, really terpy live resins. Right. And that's yeah. when, and sauces is when that exploded. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like and waxes and ex- stuff. And, and the dry flower resins and waxes are really, really great, but where the best stuff came from and they figured this out way quicker. And then the whole, whole industry moved this way. was fresh frozen. Mm-hmm. Fresh frozen gave birth to the, the, the slimiest, terpiest sauces and, and you couldn't even, and guys were trying to turn it. They, they kept, they were, they, they, they wanted it to be like shattered. Mm-hmm. They wanted it to turn out like crumble and wax because that was a huge fat. But it wouldn't because it was had so much terpene in the extraction still that it would never it solidify would like, like that. that. It's like, it's kind of, um, it's like jam oh or something. Oh my gosh, yeah. And, it's, and it just stays, it just, and, and what, you're, what you're really seeing in there is uh, uh, a pretty stable mixture of micro crystallization and terpene and then there's also usually uh in that early sauce days there was generally a good amount of fat and lipid left in there because guys still didn't quite have the technology of having massive chillers yeah that were pumping in negative 90 degree <coughs> water you know mm-hmm. or sorry negative 90 degree chemical to be able to super chill those 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 chambers down and so now what they do is they're able to do a couple of different things where, you know, you're pulling out in one run, you're pulling out just the best looking trichome. They they are they're harvesting the fresh frozen now and they're pulling the whole batch of flour at ideal age. Yeah. So that you are you're getting the best coloration possible. A lot of people sometimes argue that this happens too early or too late, but we're gonna get more into that on the hash because that's where that really, really matters. In live resin, it's not quite as big of a deal, um, but they're in resin, in live resin, in fresh frozen. You really are harvesting for that maximum terpene, and and terpene, which it's in the terpene on fresh uh, live resin is insane compared. Really to, good. Like live. One of the first times you showed me, uh, you're like, "Hey man, like, check this out," and open it, and I smelled it, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Because it was just like. It like made me like teary eyed because it was so strong in my nose. And, <laughs> Just burned you. Yeah, and like that's the feeling sometimes you get from like some like a really good live resin is like your whole nose. It kind of almost it's not like a, a burn, but you feel it in the very back of your nose. Yep. And it like kind of like it's like oh whoa the slimer. Like, yeah, like oh man. Some it's of those just, just insane sharp. And mm-hmm. I, 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 that's why I, the diversity of smells and flavors and cannabis and the intensity are in, it's incredible to me. I like, 
It's it's as powerful and as pungent as food. It's as Would you say that like solvent and like live resins is one of the if not the best way to experience cannabis terpenes? I think so. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. Because when you smoke flour, you don't really get to enjoy that terpene as much. But you can, there's, I, there's the smell of, uh, you get to enjoy it through the physical experience with flour. That's true. I like, that is something I think is, is, I like about, especially have, you know, like we've, you've spent so much time with me to grow and I've spent so much time growing that the, I mean, I, I, it like the, when it's live yeah. and that smell difference between when it's live, like week six and then week eight and like those two or three days before you harvest. Mm-hmm. And then, and then when it smells like weird and wet while it's curing and then when it finishes curing yeah, and it's taken rooms. on, it's, yeah, it's like, it's like it smelled like it did when it was live, but then it's new. It's, it's new. got a new, yeah, yeah. You know, and 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 that experience, and then that's the thing I think I like. The reason why I do like live resins and stuff like that is because you lose all of that when you go to smoke it, because then you combust it. You're getting all of the fucking plant material in there, yeah. And it's no, and and and, and you're the the smell is so much better experience than the taste in flour. And so I I wish I could I like I love, I wish I could have the smell of the flour, the whole flour all the time, and then just as soon as I smoke flour, it's the taste of the live resin that it was made with. But then it's, you know, the live resin is also just, I I think when it's done right can be, can be so good. So when we get into those higher levels, right, the, the, the live resins, the sauces, Mm -hmm. and then within the live resins, you have all the different, the diamond levels, right? So diamonds are, are done in an extraction method in which you don't. So traditionally when you extract solvent, when it's coming, when it's physically coming out, it's everything you want and it has that solvent, liquid solvent in it. And you have to purge that. You have to purge that away. Mm-hmm. And what people do generally, uh, tr- like in the traditional market or cor- sorry, in the in commercial market, what is usually done is they, they put it out into sheets and those go into what are called vac ovens. And it, it just, it, it, those vac ovens create a vacuum inside yeah, and, and they purge out. All that extra and you solvent. would see, like in Shatter, that was purged, you'd see like holes in it. Like it kind of looked like a piece of uh, Swiss cheese, I guess is the yep. best way of description to use. But yep. uh, yeah, you could see like where the butane, the bubble was bubbling and it kind of like just uh, was fully extracted out of the oil. And, yeah, it's pretty cool looking when it's done. And you and, and it's a critical process for, for getting that cleaned out. Um, but there's another way you can do it. And... You are, you can actually, you don't, it happens naturally at room temperature, but it just takes forever. Um, and so when guys actually make diamonds, what they do is they're, they're physically pulling that whole mixture mm-hmm. and they pull it into jars. You can accelerate the process by doing a little bit like a prevac on it um, to get most of the butane out. But then you want to, what you're not trying to do is disturb it and and by not agitating it and then sealing it you they then take those jars and they physically age them and those crystals form it's so cool over time <laughs> it is so cool <laughs> as a matrix within 
those sealed jars and then maybe once or twice they'll burp it to let some of that Mm -hmm. excess butane the air out and then you actually physically will separate the terpenes from those cured diamonds now what there there are some other ways to sneakily make diamonds within the column i'm not going to get too into the weeds on that but but those aren't like traditionally how it's done and that's not how good companies are making diamonds and you can tell the difference because when diamonds are done correctly and when they're done, the process is done correctly. What they do is they pour, they pull the terpene in the sauce layer out, and then they cure those diamonds on their own. And that, that is that is cool. To and see. it's the that's a critical piece, right? Because what happens then is when you reintroduce the terps, that's when you get that real sauce on the rocks, like it looks like a, a glass of soda, because the the diamonds will fully form that crystalline structure, and they'll harden. And they won't remix with the terpene anymore. Mm-hmm. It will happen over time, like after they sit in there for a long ass time. But initially, when you remix them together, that's how you get that really crazy consistency. Is those those diamonds took literal weeks to form, and they were reintroducing and pouring off those terp layer. Someone was caring for that. Yeah. And it's a by eye process, and it's yeah, done by hand. There's no like, there's no. Uh, timer like yep it's not like oh here press and then come back in this exact time you know it's yep. it's yeah it's 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 you know it's watching it it's taking care of it it's <clears throat> and it's really freaking cool to watch like i it's a special event because it takes you know it takes time like mm-hmm. i've been around a few different times where i've seen you know pour off happen on a jar and it's really cool because they crack it and pour it off and it's just like been in there and undisturbed uh, this whole time and yeah, it's really cool. Yep. Uh, it's one of my favorite things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's, it's, and I think a lot of people don't, and that's the reason why you see some of those higher price tiers for mm-hmm. a lot of that, like diamond, real diamond live resin is because you, what you're paying for is that literally by hand care. Yeah. That took a month, like a month to do, you know? Um, and, and that, you know that's kind of special. It's kind it of is. that's kind of that's kind of special, and so you get, and then you know, a lot of a lot of companies too are doing a really good job in their ter- when, you know in their separation and their terpene extraction by then refining the terpenes to make sure that their col- the, the coloration is proper, and so that's how you're getting just those really really awesome combinations that you know, like when you get like that Milky Way consistency mm-hmm. that looks like a galaxy, you know. Is because it's it's a cleaned terpene layer, and then they have they have cured, cold cured microcrystals that just float in suspension, <laughs> right yeah. in the mixture. Mm-hmm. And and it, you, you the the terpene itself is liquid, just like water, and so it has has a mirroring effect. It has a zooming effect that like just like you're looking into a pool. Yeah. And so those 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 small crystals with the right light. It's like blown, you know, it mm-hmm. looks like they're floating They're they're And they really are. They're suspended in there. Right. And it's, it's some of the, I mean now, and some guys are getting so good at the photography with it too. And it's just yeah. like, it's, it's just like, it's it solving crazy. porn. It's yeah. insane, dude. It's so <laughs> sick. And then now, you know, nobody smokes shot or anything like that anymore too. No. So it is kind of a bummer. I do, you know, well, we're going to get really into the weeds on solvent list next week, but you know, just so people, you know, just to refresh, we've got your crudes, your distillates, and your crystallines. 
you move into your waxes, crumbles, shatters, batters, and then into your sauces, live resins, diamonds, cured diamonds. You have your cured resin extracts, which I covered mm-hmm. on a previous yep. previous episode. So check that one. Which one was that? Two or three? Probably. I think it was three or four. We okay. talked about CRC and then we did cured resin. Yeah, yeah. So I cover CRC and I cover cured resin on those. Um, but that's kind of your your lineup. And and when you're when you're looking for live resins and sauces, use that terminology around the crystallization. So if you're looking for like actually big form diamonds in there, you can talk about that. Uh-huh. Or if you like a good balance or a mix, sauces are going to be a it's 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 all micro crystallization in there. You're not going to see any large diamond in those sauces. No, it's a yeah. true like balance of terpene and crystallization. You got to ask for live resin when you want. Which I would say sauce is probably my favorite consistency when it comes to smoking because it's, I would say it's one of the easier ones to handle and you get mm-hmm. that consistent mix of, you know, yeah. you're not getting like a big diamond on an end of your toe, which is nice to do, but, you know, I feel like it's a little bit just all around it. It's like the easiest and nicest to smoke, I think. Yeah. Yeah, fresh frozen sauce and, and especially when it's, when it's all when the raw material is handled properly, you mm-hmm. know, um, I think it's, it's some of the some of the tastiest stuff you can find out there. And for you know, if you want to dive in a bit more into um, solvent types and polar versus nonpolar, um, a lot of it has to do with separation of chlorophyll and chloroplast and that winterization concept we talked about. Um, and then, you know, the kind of the last like buzzword that people talk about extracts is full spectrum, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And crude really can be a full spectrum because it's all that raw combination. But live resin is also that as well because you're getting that full combination of terpenes from the plant and a gamut of cannabinoids that have been, that have been combined. Mm-hmm. Your sauces are going to be that way too. Um, and, and you, you know, just always when you're buying extracts, make sure you're checking for that manufacture date. Yes. And store them. Uh-huh. In a dark, yes. cool place. Fridge. Don't leave them open. Uh, they just degrade immediately. Uh, yeah, terpenes are, remember we've <laughs> talked about this, I think we've talked uh, volatile gas. Yeah. They break, they'll, they will break down over time. Um, yeah, like uh, you guys are probably, you know, I see this like when you're out in the out at like a barbecue and you look over at the grill and you can see the heat. You can see like the mm-hmm. heat like coming off of it. And you can see that in the air and it looks, you know, it kind of looks like, I don't know how to describe that, but you guys know what I'm talking about. You can about. see the heat waves. Yeah, the heat waves. Yeah. I imagine terpene doing, looking like that when you leave your container uh-huh. open. It's yes. just like, it's just like coming out. It's just going into the air. Yep. You're just losing it. So keep your lids on, keep them in the fridge. Yep. Uh, Live resin in the fridge, hash and rosin in the freezer, which will, yeah, we'll get more we'll get into, into that. that next yeah. Time. Actually really just put, put your, hash in the in the freezer but yeah. yeah live resin in the fridge and it will stay it'll stay fresh for a long time if you keep it in there so but hey man i think yeah that wraps the, up solvents that's right? the first yeah that's the first uh part of the extract mini series yep um and you know this i think this concludes the first in-person recording dude <clears throat> it was a good one which has been cool yeah i 
uh, this is this has been fun. It's 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 interesting to talk talk to you and like look to my side as yeah. opposed to like stare at my screen. I uh, like it. And then also having yeah, um, I've recorded a majority of this in my underwear. I'm in my chair, so I'm wearing <laughs> pants this time. Uh, just that little little side note. I'm usually wearing pants when we record. Uh, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> it just gets warm. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, um, still uh, good shit, dude. Good shit. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, seriously. Uh, see you next time. See you next time. <laughs>